Hello, and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 223, which we are recording on Thursday, July 16th, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're we're trying not to crack up because... <laughs> To to fix my microphone so that it doesn't rub against my various clothing and things, I have a lavalier mic clip clip to it, extended out past my face. I just I took a selfie. I'll put it on the show notes. <laughs> what what Gail is trying to describe is she has a a regular earbuds earbud microphone. She has the cord clipped out in front of her face so that. <laughs> The microphone stays in place as if it were on one of those little arms that held the microphone in place <laughs> so that the microphone doesn't fall against her clothing and rub and make noise. And this is just one of the side effects <laughs> of socially distant recording at home in the time of COVID-19. Wow. I found these fits of giggles thanks to covid recluse lifestyle because it's like every once in a while something will strike you as funny and it's funnier than it would normally mm -hmm. be just because life is yes. so weird life is odd and i was just saying oh to gail gosh. that when we started recording this way socially distance recording each in our own home when we started recording this way i don't know I think it would have been much harder if I had known that it would extend through the year. Yeah, if we had, much I'm harder. glad we didn't know yes, then exactly. how long the duration would be. Exactly. Yeah, because part of the joy of the podcast for me is seeing you. Right. And getting together with you and being exactly. in the same room with you and... We are on FaceTime right now, so I see this little tiny window of Charlene's <laughs> face, but it's really not the same thing. It's not the same. And we have managed to get together, maintain distance, and talk about our knitting, show each other things, exchange gifts, that kind of thing. Yes, because it was Charlene's birthday last year. Yay! Or last year, last year. <laughs> Of course you had a birthday last year. <laughs> See, time is slipping away from time, me, too. I, time is it's fluid. Yes. yes. And so we're trying to just hang in here and not fall into what I have been calling COVID Anui. So. Yep. <laughs> it's a thing. It's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a but real thing. we have been knitting, too. And First, of course, what are you wearing? Well, I have been wearing this week my Donner sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. I've made this one a couple times, and I know that everyone is probably tired of me wearing it so often because I talk about it a lot because I wear it a lot. It's just the perfect summer sweater. It's been very foggy here this week. And we've had some mornings that have been downright cold. So I have And almost been, rainy. Yes. So I have been wearing sweaters this week. How about you? What have you been wearing? Well, at the moment, strangely, I'm wearing my Fading Point 
shawl wrap by Hohi Locatelli. And I think this is the second time I've ever worn it, although it's beautiful. And it was just because it was right next to me sitting in my closet and I'm chilly and I wanted to wrap <laughs> something around myself. And we will be talking more about shawls later. But I'm also wearing my community t-shirt, which is from the Neighborhood Fiber Company. And I don't think Karita is making these anymore at the moment. She had another pre-order for them recently, but they aren't on her website at the moment. But she does have many other, let me backtrack, that's Neighborhood Fiber Company. Karita is the owner of Neighborhood Fiber Company. We Thank you. I wasn't sure if you had said Neighborhood Fiber Company. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to clarify. She does a lot of really, really cool charity-based things, not just sales where she has a certain yarn color that's based on a charity, you know, trying to raise money for a charity. She also has started different charity-based organizations. And I didn't do my research before I got on the podcast, but definitely check out Neighborhood Fiber Company and the cool things Karita is doing. She's been interviewed on a couple of different venues recently, news related for the awesome work she's doing in Baltimore, Maryland. So hats off to you, Karita. And I love my community t-shirt. Actually, I love all of my Neighborhood Fiber Company t-shirts and my we favorite do sweatshirt. Have a the only few. yeah. Yeah. My only sweatshirt that I have is my Neighborhood Fiber Company Ball So Hard sweatshirt that I've had for years that I had a sighting at Yellowstone when Mike and I went <laughs> two years ago. Some woman stopped me like walking around Old Faithful saying, your your sweatshirt, where did you get that? It's a knitting <laughs> store. Oh my gosh. And it was very cute. So it's been around. Yeah. I was wearing my sweatshirt yesterday, actually. I wear that sweatshirt every time I go <laughs> to the beach. So it gets a lot of wear. I love it. So, okay, now we know what we've been wearing. What are you stocking? Stocking a fun pattern that you will hear about it in a little bit because I've already knit it, but I wanted to mention it because it was a fun pattern and it's really quick to make. It's called the M Power People Cowl. And it's knit or it's designed by Casapinka. And that's the other reason I wanted to mention it, because I seem to be knitting a lot of her patterns lately. And the Empower People Cal is part of, and I'm going to read the quote from the pattern page. It's a craftivism project aimed at uniting crafters to spark conversation, engagement, and action. And they're encouraging folks to make it and wear it when they vote, wear it to do your normal daily activities, to use it to start conversations, to encourage other people to vote. And the cool thing about the project is that there is a knitting pattern by Casapinka. There is a crochet version of the pattern by Laverne Benton. And there is a sewing pattern available as well by Tanita at Brook and Cra Broke and Crafty. And all patterns are available on the Empower People 2020 website, which seems to be mostly about the power of voting and just encouraging voters to get out there and 
place their vote. So I have already made this one. You'll hear about it in a little bit in another part of the podcast, but I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was a cool idea. And the fact that there's a knitting pattern, a crochet pattern, and a sewing pattern I thought was really neat. The second thing I am stocking is a sweater and it is called Collier or Collier and that is by Maria's Garn and the pattern right now is only available in Swedish and I don't know how I happened to find this pattern. I was just going to ask that. <laughs> it only being available in Swedish but when I saw it I just thought it was very cute because I have seen other patterns with little knit in polka dots before and every time I see one I like it. This one the polka dots were in shades of purples and pinks so of course it caught my eye and the this pad this sweater is a short sleeved t-shirt with a circular yoke and then on the yoke it's got big polka dots well when I say big it's all relative maybe dime sized from the photo I would guess a, a small coin sized dots and then those are contrasting colors each row is a different color so I'm envisioning people doing fades from one color to another or you could do rainbow that kind of thing and then the rest of the sweater has really tiny dots which are maybe just single stitches so the whole sweater I believe is probably stranded which is probably a reason why I would never knit it because I don't think I would ever wear a whole body that's stranded. That just sounds so warm. But yeah. but the sweater itself is very cute and I just wanted to mention it. And then the third thing I am stocking is kind of a category of things, but the first pattern that I saw is a free pattern from Drops and it's called Radiant Scrubbies 0 1494. <laughs> they have such wonderful names. <laughs> yes, they do. And so, what these are, oh, and the other reason this caught my eye is because it's made in those shades of coral that I am seeing everywhere now in advertising, which is interesting, coral being last year's color of the year from Pantone but I am just seeing coral a coral explosion everywhere this year and this pattern caught my eye because of the all the shades of coral they were really pretty it's not a color that I would choose to wear for myself but looking at these scrubbies they were cute and so what these scrubbies are, it's a free crochet pattern and they're just little tiny circles and they've got some texture built in there and they're face scrubbies so that when you wash your face every day, you can use a new little scrubby. And then when you finish with it, you can just toss it in the washing machine or the laundry bag, whatever, and you make however many you want, a week's worth, two weeks, a month, whatever, and you just have your stack of scrubbies and you use those every day to wash your face. And oh. some people have used them 
also to apply things like toner instead of using cotton balls. And the whole purpose of the scrubbies is to have people move from items like cotton balls or disposable makeup wipes, that kind of thing. So single that, use items. Yes, yeah, single use items. Thank you. So that we're not throwing as many things away when we're washing our faces. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I always thought it was a cute idea. I've never made it, but like if you know somebody or I think it would be a great idea for a little gift. You could make somebody a week's worth of little scrubbies or two weeks worth and put it in a nice little bag and give them a face wash soap or something. Yeah. I think it I think it'd be cute. So anyway, this this particular one is again a free pattern from Drops called Radiant Scrubbies, but on Ravelry, if you look up face scrubbies, there is a, a little category, and I found another one that's really cute. Let's see, this one is also a free crochet pattern, and it's called Sakura Face Scrubbies. And this one, same kind of idea, they're just little tiny, not, not even washcloth sized. I would say two to three inches across. They're, they're very tiny. So they'd be quick little projects. And this one is just a floral shaped one. So very cute. Oh, I see. Sakura. Supposed to be the cherry blossom. So very cute. And I always like cherry blossom themed items. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so do I. So this one is called Sakura Face Scrubbies. And it's by K-A-M-E Crochet by... Christina Anna Matasok Edomer. So that's where the K-A-M-E is. But she calls her, her company, I guess, K-A-M-E Crochet. So Sakura Face Scrubbies. Cool. How about you, Gail? What are you stalking? I found a new favorite designer. Ooh, let's hear yeah. So her name is, I'm going, she's French. So let me preface it by saying she's French. So I will probably mispronounce her name. Emilie Louis, I think is her name. And her name on Ravelry is Atelier Amelie Designs. And she has an aesthetic that I just love. The sweater that I found first is called Cowgirl. It's a pullover. It's a boxy-ish type of pullover. Fingering and mohair held doubled. And it has drop sleeves. It's super cute. It's totally something I would wear all the time. And once, of course, you know, you click on the other designs of a designer. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I would knit several of her sweaters. Oh, cool. The other one that actually immediately went into my queue is called Enchante. It's also a pullover. It's knit with DK weight held doubled with mohair silk lace. And it has an all-over lace pattern in the body and also drop sleeves. And it's just so cute. So, so, so cute. I think I would knit that one before Cowgirl. And I'm just, I already went into what yarn would I use, ideas kind of thing. And she has quite a few. I think that one had upwards of 200 finished projects on Ravelry. 
The other ones were somewhere often between 20 and 40 finished projects. Most of the yarn ideas were French yarns because she's a French designer, but you know, you could substitute in any fingering or DK based on the sweater design, obviously. So I was just really excited when I discovered her stuff. It's really cute, very much wearable for my lifestyle. And of course, I love anything lately that's knit with mohair silk held doubled. So a lot of her designs are, and most of them are very simple, straight up silhouettes that aren't fussy, that don't have I don't want to say a lot of design elements. That's not the right the way to say it, but they're just simple. And I like simple for most of my sweaters. Mm-hmm. So definitely check her out. Emilie Lewis and, or Louis is probably how it's pronounced. And two other sweaters that I saw and fell in love with. One is called Fog. It's an open front cardigan by the designer Alina Schneider. And it's an Aaron Waite cardigan and it's long. So I'm kind of wondering what yarn I might use to knit that. It, the, Some of the different versions that I saw were knit in things like Magpie's Nest Worsted, which is a worsted spun. So it's a lighter yarn than a woolen spun. Or did I get that backwards? It's, it's a lighter base of worsted weight yarn. So I could probably use my Madeline Tosh Aaron to knit one of those, but I still think it would be a pretty heavy sweater for here in Santa Cruz, Mm. but it's so pretty. It has, they called it a compound raglan shaping. So I'm not even going to try to describe it, but (laughs) other than to say it's kind of a steeper line from your neck to your shoulder than a normal raglan. And it also has these really cool slip stitches on a reverse stockinette fabric. So you have these nice long columns throughout the sweater of slip stitches that go vertically along your body. It's just a really pretty design. Nice big shawl collar, really like it. So that's the Fog Sweater by Alina Schneider. The next one is called Syrinx, S-Y-R-I-N-X. And that's by Stephanie Earp. And this is a pullover. It's a yoke design, but instead of being shaped with increases, you start with mohair silk alone or any lace weight yarn you could use alone. You do the increases in the first few rows and then you continue to shape it by changing needle sizes. So you go up needle sizes to open your gauge up to add size instead of adding stitches. So I thought that was super interesting. And after the first couple inches, then she adds in a fingering weight yarn. So it starts just the lace and then it goes to both held doubled. And it's just really, really cute. I like the the variation on how to shape a yoke. I like the individual lace all by itself before you add in a second yarn. I really like it. It's a really cute design. And again, it's mohair held doubled with something. So I obviously have a theme going here, but super cute. And I'm kind of in one of those bounce around moods where you, you can't really decide 
what you want to knit. You can't decide what you want in your queue. You can't decide. <laughs> I just like my mind is bouncing all over. So when yes, I saw. I can the, relate. <laughs> yeah, I saw the cowgirl. Then I saw Enchante. And then I saw shrinks. And I was like, oh, I want to knit all these things. But then took a step back and thought, okay, you can't cast on a bunch of different sweaters all at the same time. So try to calm yourself. <laughs> it's just a little out of control in my brain right now. So those are the main things I'm stalking, but I did want to say one thing. So your comments recently about the three button sweater. Yeah. I think it's coming back. I think it is too. It's coming back. Yes. yes. Because there have been I quite keep a few things. noticing them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Miss Babs just had their newsletter come out and there's another three button sweater in the newsletter that just came out yesterday or today. And I thought, wow, it's making a comeback. It is. I yeah. think it is. <laughs> All right. So what have you been knitting? Well, I've finished a couple things that you'll hear about next segment. But the only thing that I am working on right now is my Look Squirrel sweater by Casapinka. And I started on the sleeves last night, I think, last night or two nights ago. And I have not gotten very far with it. The Look Squirrel sweater, like Gail mentioned, the three-button sweaters, is one of those three-button sweaters that I used to wear the style all the time. And then I wore those sweaters and I wore those sweaters and I wore those sweaters for years and years and years and got tired of them, stopped wearing them. Now I don't have a single one left in my wardrobe, and I kind of want one. <laughs> <laughs> so look squirrel, casual, top-down, circular, lace yoke. I don't think the ones that I made years and years ago were circular yokes. They were raglans. So that's one subtle difference. This one is knit and fingering weight, and you can work in buttons for the top or pin it. I didn't work a buttonhole in mine, but it's got that lace on the edge, so I'm you can probably work one in, but I'm I'm planning on using one of those stick pins anyway. And I like I said, I just started the sleeve. It's I'm having a little trouble getting motivated to knit, not necessarily just because it's sleeves, but I think I've got the little bit of that COVID Anui going on right now. It's mm -hmm. just hard to get motivated to do many, many things, but I do want to keep knitting. And like Gail, I have been all over the place trying to figure out what I want to knit next. And I've fallen into many, many rabbit holes looking at patterns instead of actually knitting them. <laughs> yep. So I've been spending a lot of time, oh, making lists. I've spent a lot of time looking at my yarn, holding different skeins together, looking at sweater quantities and colors, and basically just waiting for that magical moment when a pattern and a yarn pair up in my brain and I get excited. So. Yeah. <laughs> and back to the sleeves combined with COVID on UE, 
I always have trouble motivating myself to do sleeves. I know you do. So yeah. <laughs> combine that with everything else. Oh no, I'm doomed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be a little more successful picking something new out. But for now, that's what I'm working on. How about you? Well, I had a magical moment. So I'm happily knitting away on a brand new to me cast on. It's a sweater I've knit before, the Super Simple Summer Sweater by Hohi Locatelli. I knit it before in Elspeth Lavold's Silky Wool. I wear it all the time. And I adapted the first one that I knit because the pattern calls for worsted weight and I knit it with a DK. So I did some gauge math and I knit a much larger size than I would normally knit. Well, this time my magical moment happened because I made a very, very big yarn order with Kim from Western Sky Knits and the box arrived last week and it's the biggest yarn order I've ever made. And it's because of the sweaters I'm going to knit for my daughter, Alex, and my granddaughter, Olivia. Mm -hmm. It was their yarn arrived. And then I had also added three skeins of slub fingering. So we talked about this when we were at Stitches. Slub fingering is kind of a wavy fingering. It has this really wavy texture to it. Not as top Romany as something you've frogged, but similar. And then it has these slubs in it that are these chunks of kind of unspun fiber yeah fiber i don't know if i'm describing it very well but you can go look online slub yarn is becoming a thing yes we saw quite a lot of it at stitches and we saw in particular the weekender sweater by andrea maury was in the booth for la mercier the yarn store that i think is in washington state don't remember but they had knit a version of the weekender with fingering held doubled with slub fingering. And it was so cool. Charlene and I both fell in love with it instantly. And I ordered three skeins of slub from Kim and I asked her to dye it in her cupcake colorway, which is a riot of different pretty colors, basically. (laughs) It's like a cupcake with sprinkles. Exactly. It's like the fun (laughs) Fetty frosting. So I instantly hand wound a ball of this and then I went out to my yarn stash and decided I wanted to pair it. I thought I was going to pair it with a raspberry pink, but the cupcake base itself is a lighter base with the colors being splashes of colors. And I didn't care for the raspberry solid with a lighter base held doubled. It wasn't the look I was going for at all. So I decided, okay, I want to swatch with maybe a gray, maybe a light gray. So I found a light gray in my stash and I swatched and I liked it, but wasn't 100% convinced. And Charlene and I texted back and forth about it. And she said, maybe try a really, really pale color. And thanks to our friend Elizabeth, I had some Quince and Company Chickadee, which is their sport weight. Uh, I don't think it's superwash. I think it's non-superwash wool in a colorway called Petal, which is an incredibly light pink. It's almost peach pink. And held doubled with the cupcake, it is 
phenomenal. It is <laughs> the coolest thing ever. And I swatched for it and could barely wait for the swatch. I don't even think I wash washed the swatch. I was so excited. And cast on, but instead of doing the weekender, which is the one we saw at Stitches, I thought to myself, well, I really like the super simple summer sweater. I've wanted to knit another one for a long time. So instead of weekender, I'm just going to go for it with the super simple summer sweater. And I separated for sleeves last night. It's a top-down yoke construction. The actual sweater pattern is for a striped sweater, but I'm not striping. I'm just doing the same fabric overall. I am just thrilled with how it's turning out. Couldn't be happier and can't wait to have it done and try to wear it. It's a worsted weight basically, but and it's summer in Santa Cruz, but you know what? I'm going to wear it anyway. So <laughs> I'm going to find a cold day that's foggy and wear my sweater and I'll walk up and down my street wearing it because it's about the only place I can go. So yeah. <laughs> and my there, neighbors could admire it. There will be cold foggy days like today again. Yes, so there will be. We will. So that's my newest cast on. I'm so excited about it. It's so squishy and nice and I can't wait to have it done. So that's the super simple summer sweater by Hohi Locatelli. And I cast on one other thing. I've talked about it before. It's the Via Wrap by Helen Stewart. It is a rectangular wrap and it calls for three different colors of fingering. And there's a striped section and then there's a section of lace and it's kind of chevron-y stripes. And I'm mixing that up a little bit because I'm going to use all lace instead of fingering weight. And instead of doing two contrasting colors for the stripes, I'm going to stripe a solid burgundy with a mohair silk burgundy. So they're slightly different colors, but they're very different textures. So my stripe will be a very subtle stripe. And then my solid lace section is a dark gray. It's a leopard colorway by Madeline Tosh and the Tosh Lace. I just basically got a cast on this weekend, worked through part of the lace repeat, and then got distracted by the super simple summer sweater again. So <laughs> I have that cast on, haven't spent much time on it, but I'm looking forward to it. And then swatching for La Scarabe Blue which is a sweater by La Maison Rilili, which is the sweater I'll be knitting for my daughter, Alex, since that yarn just arrived. And it's a beautiful base. It's called her Merino 17 DK. And Merino 17 is the micron size or count of the Merino wool. It's so fine that it's 17 microns. And I got three colors. So Catherine is a really, really deep, dark purple, eggplantish purple. Yeah, I like, I have some of that color. The lace, right? Yes. <laughs> the lace. And I got winter wheat, which is a gold yellow, but this, the two skeins that I got are almost, or they're not orange. They're a little deeper gold than what I usually think of as Kim's winter wheat. They're gorgeous. One of the skeins is almost like barber pole. It's so pretty the way Ooh, that nice. it took the dye. And then the third yarn is her Tweed DK, and I'm go I went with natural. So the top of the sweater will be the deep dark purple. There's a contrast of the winter wheat that goes that separates the two parts of the sweater, and then the skirt will be the natural 
tweed, which is exactly what Alex, I mean, we, we looked at all sorts of combinations before we settled on that. So I'm super excited to be swatching for that and hoping I'll get that finished before fall starts in Spokane, which is probably late September, early October. So I need to get moving on that because that's a pretty <laughs> big sweater. It's a it has, substantial project. Yeah, there's a big skirt to it and everything. So it's yeah. going to take a while. So there we go. That's what I'm knitting. Thank you to our July sponsor, Lolo Body Care. We're not vacationing this summer like normal, but we and our sponsor, Lolo Body Care, want to remind you that getting out on a regular basis for fresh air is necessary for your physical, mental, and creative health. Take a hike, get the family together for a bike ride, or kayak. I used to avoid those types of activities because of chafing, but not anymore. Lolo Body Care's Southern Comfort rescued my Southern Hemisphere. This moisturizer keeps me comfortable during all my favorite summer activities. Made with a blend of locally sourced beeswax, organic coconut oil, and cooling menthol, Southern Comfort is soothing and cooling. Perfect for high friction areas causing chub rub, bra raw, and joggers arms. Get yours at lolobodycare.com. I wish that I'd had that with us when my son and I tried our, we thought it was going to be a 15 mile hike. <laughs> it turned into a 20.2 mile hike because the nice thing about state parks in our area is that they are taking COVID into consideration and they are making some trails where they're narrow, a one-way trail. So they became loops. Well, the bad thing about it is that the signage isn't great. So one of the loops wasn't clearly marked and we ended up adding on five extra miles <laughs> and it would have been really nice to have some of that Southern comfort oh, for, yeah. I think you and I had each, each actually said, what is jogger's arm exactly? Yes. Well, I know exactly <laughs> what it is now because it's right where your arm, where your t-shirt sleeve ends and your arm is rubbing against the side of your shirt oh, repeatedly for a long, long time. So yeah, I could have used some of that a couple weeks ago, but it was a beautiful hike. It was absolutely gorgeous. Well, and the Lolo bars are really good to keep your hands moisturized when we're washing and washing and washing and washing hands again and again and again all day and long. And sanitizing with and sanitizing. stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. My hands look so old now. I mean, they, they were already starting to look old, but wow. Aw, well, one yeah. of the things that I have found is a liberal application before bed helps yeah, and i think that. i mentioned that last episode yeah. you just put it on and then you don't have to worry so much about rubbing it in if you put on enough to cover everywhere which i try to do before bed in other words i try to put on what would probably be too much but i like to have my hands covered when i go to bed because then i wake up and i feel moisturized <laughs> very good idea yeah, the trick is just remembering to do it. That's what I was just thinking to myself. How am I going to yeah. remind myself before exactly. I go to bed? Exactly, exactly. So, All right, so what have you finished? Well, the first thing that you also just reminded me of when you mentioned the Helen Stewart pattern is that I have had that Land of Sweets cowl on the needles for months oh, yeah. and months and months now. I finally ripped it out, so... It's finished. <laughs> okay. It, you know, I it just wasn't exactly what I wanted. And I love the yarn. And I really love the pattern, too. So, 
I, it deserves to have a better pairing. And I really want to use that yarn for something special because I just loved it. Oh, I love the yarn, but it just, it, the two didn't go together. So yeah, sometimes, You'll find the right yeah, combo. sometimes that happens. And like I said, I love both the yarn and the pattern and they deserve to have a better match made. <laughs> yep. So I'm finished with that one. The other thing that I have finished is I talked about the Empower People cowl. I've made two of them. I made a regular sized one that you can wear as a cowl. And then I tried wearing it as a kerchief, but the size that I had made as a cowl was too big for a kerchief. So I made another smaller one to wear as a kerchief because I actually like the idea because I have not cut my hair in six months or so. And I like the idea of having the kerchief to wear to keep hair out of my face when it's too long. I'm going to try that too. <laughs> it's Yeah, I like yeah. it. And I'm actually liking my hair longer. So I've it decided, looks oh, thank you. I've decided I'm not going to cut it right now. I've, I've taken scissors to my own hair to try to keep keep it shaped I'm afraid that perhaps it's only shaped in the front and it, because I can't see the back so I had I saw some friends yesterday and I had them tell me where it was too long and there's only a couple strands that's too long and actually it, it the way that it it falls it kind of forms like a point in the back which oh, is nice. what I was going for so I might just leave them yeah, I was thinking that when you came over the other day, and I didn't say it at the time, it was how pretty your hair looks lately. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's thanks. a different look. It's a very different look, so we'll see. See how that goes. But that's not an official finished project. <laughs> <laughs> that's an ongoing project. So I, fit, like I said, finished a couple Empower People cowls, and then the other thing that I have finished is a biggie. It is the Breathe and Hope Shawl by Casapinka. Yay! Yay! That one is finally off the needles. It was a really fun knit, though I still stalled out on it a little bit. But I really love the finished project because Yay. I loved the two skeins of yarn that I chose to use. One of them was a candy skein color that I have been savoring and I say savoring because it's candy and I loved it that was perfect <laughs> and then the other is a western sky knits color that I have also loved loved and I think I have that color in a couple well in one other base as well so when I finished it I finished it this week just a couple days ago and it was that one day that was so foggy oh and we were so socked Wet. in yeah. that yeah it, it, there was the day that we got up and it looked like it had rained and we never saw the sun that day and i really wanted to block this shawl but i knew there was no way that it would dry anytime soon so i just steamed it and i'm i steamed the heck out of this because the two 
areas of the shawl. One of them is kind of like ribbing, so it gathers in a little bit, but when you knit that area, you are instructed to use a larger needle size. So it doesn't, it, it didn't necessarily bunch up, but it did need a nice blocking. So I steamed and steamed and steamed, and that actually did a pretty good job. I'm nice. still probably going to, at some point, do an official blocking, but I think I did a pretty good job with steaming. I'm really happy with it. I even wore it for a little while that day because it was so cold, and I was so excited that I had finished, Yay. finished it. So yeah, Breathe and Hope by Casapinka. Have you finished anything, Gail? I have, and one of them is not even knitting, but it is knitting adjacent <laughs> because, and I can finally talk about this because Charlene's birthday was last week, so I was able to give her her versions when I was in Spokane visiting my daughter. My daughter, Alex, is also very crafty, and she wanted to make tie-dye rainbow shirts for herself, Olivia, me, and her aunt. And we were standing there. They also have one of those machines called a Cricut, which is kind of like a printer for iron-on and vinyl decals. You can make anything you want out of it and then iron it on to clothes or put it on to, you know, bags or water bottles or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty cool little toy. And she said, well, is there anything you'd want to make for one of your friends? And I said, oh my gosh, we c I could make Yarniac shirts for myself and Charlene. And Alex was all excited about it. That's we, so awesome. Oh, it was so, so cool. much fun. So much fun. So we got some t-shirts, we got purple and pink tie-dye, and we were all ready to go. <laughs> and then I accidentally dyed my size shirt with the purple and Charlene's size shirt with the pink and then so <laughs> we were backwards and so we went back and got more t-shirts so Charlene and I each have two Yarniax t-shirts so it has our logo across the front and it's tie-dyed and then it has our names on the sleeves so very cool. my yeah my shirt has the name on the right side and yours has it on the left side sleeve so we can be standing next to each oh, other that's cool yeah so Alex has great attention to detail <laughs> So these logos are centered perfectly. The tie-dye is amazing. I mean, she, she really did a great job. So that is a really fun finished object that I've, I am horrible with keeping secrets, especially about gifts, especially about <laughs> gifts that I'm super excited about. Because you're so excited, yeah. Exactly. So Alex kept asking me, so does Charlene like her shirt? Does Charlene, because she's just as bad as I am. I said, her birthday isn't until July 10th. I can't give them to her yet. So the the just, you know, holding on to that secret was difficult. But now I can tell everybody because they're really, really cute shirts. I even changed my Ravatar. And now my Ravatar is a selfie of me wearing the shirt. Oh, I should do that too, because I posted a picture wearing one of them on Instagram. Instagram. So I could use that picture for a Ravatar. I should change that. I yeah, I just that. thought, why not? I've always had the same Ravatar. <laughs> why not give it a little bit of a mix up? Who knows An if update. it'll last? Yeah. But I've also finished something that is knitting related. I finished my Salasta, which is the pattern by Amalia, who is the dyer of Kindred Red. And it was from the Pom Pom magazine. It is an interesting sweater. I think once I have the opportunity to wear it, I'm going to fall in love with it. 
It is all silk mohair, not held doubled with anything except for small sections where you marl little bits of fingering weight yarn into the knitting. So it has these little blips of different colors from the fingering weight yarn. And it is, let's see, top-down circular yoke construction, very simple knitting, and it has very, very voluminous sleeves. So initially I had planned to modify the sleeves to be more fitted, quote, standard sleeves. And then Claudia, who is proper tension, who is a, one of the regular joiners of our Saturday Zooms, which we're still doing one o'clock PM Pacific time every Saturday, she kind of threw down a challenge almost about going for the poofy sleeves. And she said, you know, I like my sleeves to be long and brush my fingertips. And these were just a mere tease. So I want to try the puffy sleeve. And I was like, all right, if she's going to, if she would do it, I'm going to give it a try because she has amazing fashion sense. So I went for these super, super voluminous sleeves that took a long time to knit. And then they gather really tight at the wrist. And there's a lot of fabric there. And I'm not 100% sold on the puffy sleeve. I will never rip it out because ripping out silk mohair is not a fun endeavor. So they're there to stay. I just, I have to wear it and see how it's going to work with my lifestyle. I think it's going to be one of those fun to wear sweaters that I really want for showy occasions as opposed to wear around the house because I think it's going to interfere with typing would definitely interfere with doing dishes, things like that. So I think this is one of those to be worn to show sweaters. But I think I would knit it again and do regular sleeves just to wear it at home. So that's how much I like it. And that is the Solasta by Amalia. Oh, I have here in my notes, <laughs> sleeve first. So I don't know if any of you have watched RuPaul's Drag Race, but Bob the Drag Queen, who was a winner one season, he had this whole thing called purse first, and he'd walk onto the stage with his arm extended with his purse showing. So the first thing you'd see is his purse. Well, that's how I feel like I have to be with these sleeves. Like I have to <laughs> enter a room, sleeve first. <laughs> Everyone sees my sleeve before they see me. Own it, Gail. You this can is do what it. happens when I do show notes <laughs> late at night. I write all sorts of bizarre things. So. Yes, the Solasta, sleeve first by Amalia. Okay. And that's what I've finished. All right. So we're going to do a where are they now segment today. And this was yes. Charlene's idea. Gail and I wanted to talk about shawls today because shawls are a good summer project, both to knit and wear, at least for us in Santa Cruz. And we decided to pick one shawl that we don't wear anymore and one shawl that we do still wear. So I'll kick it off and the shawl that I don't wear anymore are my Ishbel shawls. And this is a shawl that is designed by Isolde Teague and it's a very pretty shawl. And I made several of them over 10 years ago because I thought it was so pretty, but I ended up giving them all away because the way that I wear shawls, they just end up bunched around my neck. And honestly, you couldn't appreciate any of the busy lace pattern 
that was knit into these shawls. It just didn't, didn't work for me. I guess maybe that if the shawl had been slightly larger, maybe, I don't know. There's just something about the combination of the lace pattern and the size that it was. It just ended up being bunched around my neck and you really didn't get much more of an impression other than the color and the shawl being there. But whether it was lace or not really didn't matter. It's the epitome of a shawlette. Yes, it really is. And I think that perhaps because if I remember correctly, it's kind of a perfect triangle. It is. And for me, the wings or the the arms of the shawl, let's say, just weren't long enough for that shawl to stay in place. It was just too triangular. And it's not necessarily that it was too small because there are some one skein shawls with longer wings and they're more crescent shaped, more like a croissant and they stay in place <laughs> better for me, for the way that I wear them for me. And everyone has a way that they prefer to wear shawls, but this one just wasn't a win for me. And I'm making all these rustling sounds because are you I'm digging around for a shawl? And I just pulled my underwear drawer down into my lap because my Ishbel is in this drawer somewhere, and I was going to hold it up for you oh, to look at. You but still you know have it. I do, but it's been in this drawer for so long that now I can't even find it. <laughs> Maybe I actually finally took it out. But I was going to show, hold it up and show you that I still had it. But I think I must have taken it out. What a letdown. I thought I was going to have like <laughs> yeah, a knitting it was, prop from long, long ago. It was a fun shawl for a while. Like I said, I've made several of them because once I started, I knew the pattern and it was fairly easy. But I won't make it again. I knit at least four of them, three of which I gave away as gifts. Yeah, I think yeah. I made four too. At least and I, was... I think there was there's four on Ravelry. This was, this was about around the time Ravelry was starting, mm -hmm. perhaps, or maybe just after. Just the, after. Yeah, and at the time I wasn't so good about putting all my projects into Ravelry, so. I may have made more, but there's four yeah. in Ravelry. I'd guess 12 years ago, because I remember knitting them in France. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's about right, 12 years, yeah. yeah. Like, I literally remember sitting in my friend's apartment in Paris, looking at that lace chart. It was the first lace I'd ever knit, <laughs> thinking, what on earth is this? And it was all I had to knit, so I was going to figure it out, yeah. and I did. Yeah, yeah. So that is Ishbel. How about you? Do you have a shawl that didn't work out so well? Okay. So instead of picking one shawl that didn't work <laughs> out so well, here sitting in my closet, I have shawls all on the wall behind me because of the way I store them. And before we recorded, I walked in and I counted the shawls up on the wall. And there are approximately 23 shawls. Some of them are kind of doubled up. So there might be 25. And that didn't include the fading point, which was on the shelf. 
It didn't include Ishbel, which should be in this drawer. So that's at least 25 shawls in mm -hmm. my closet that I do not wear. Hmm. So instead of picking one shawl I don't wear, <laughs> it's a sad, sad thing because I love to knit shawls, especially multicolored shawls, because mm -hmm. I love color play. I love playing with single skeins and mixing them up. There's so much fun to knit. Yeah. And I always think this is going to be the shawl I actually wear. Well, I don't know if it's my lifestyle. I don't know if it's because working from home, I don't have a, that much opportunity to wear things out. And if I did, maybe I'd wear them more because when I go out with my girlfriends, I do wear them occasionally, but they're just not something that gets worn for me. So the last shawl that I knit was the slow curve shawl, which I figured finished in October of last year and I've never worn it. Oh, that's sad. And it's beautiful. It's such yeah, a beautiful shawl. I did the fringe on it. It's absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. I've never had an occasion really to wear it. Huh. So I have to figure that out because I have a lot of beautiful shawls that really need to be worn because yes, they're so you pretty. You yeah. Do. I mean, looking at the wall behind me is just so gorgeous. <laughs> and I just started the Via Wrap by Helen Stewart. It's been a long time since I've knit a shawl or a wrap because I don't wear them. But this one I thought... It'll be lace weight. It's more like a scarf than a shawl. Maybe I'll wear it, you know, when you fold it in half and loop it through. Yeah. You loop the yeah. ends through. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll wear it like that because my Lily Pilly is like that. And I've worn that more often than most of my other shawls. So I love finding new ways to wear shawls. I, I do too. I love wearing shawls and I do wear my shawls a lot. And so the one that I think I have worn the most over the last couple of years is my Huhui, which is a design by Hohi Locatelli. And this one is nearly perfect for me. The shape and the size are both perfect. And the color combo is perfect for me because for mm -hmm. these colors just go with everything that I have. I used a very pale gray, a dark blue, and a medium pink. And these colors just go with everything. And I wear Huhui a lot. I'm probably going to buy for Charlene to see because we did them at the same time. And mine is my version of my colors, pink and gray. And yeah. hers was the purple version. Yeah. And then I have my blue version. And I love them both. But again, don't really wear them very yeah i think the color that i call pink in it i think it's supposed to be like a pale lavender color so maybe i should say that it's a lavender color i can't remember the name but it's got the gray and the blue and it just it goes with everything that i have they're the colors that Kay from the bakery bears dyed for us oh okay yeah so that's they right. were dyed specifically yeah. for us because of yeah. our color preferences by a very sweet yeah. listener and friend and they just had to become part of these shawls that are us. <laughs> and, and you I wear do, yours a lot, don't you? I don't wear it a lot, but I do wear it. Yeah, I've seen you And wear I love it. my blue <laughs> one, too. I just love the color play of the yes. blue hui that I knit. Yes. I love it. But there is one shawl that I do wear at home quite frequently. It's the Outing Shawl, which I knit for the Colors of Fall 2017 and it's a triangular shawl. Most of the shawls that I wear the most, I think, are triangular or crescent. 
and this one has tassels on the ends, which is another thing that mm-hmm. I always fall for. And it's knit in non-superwash yarns. They're sport weight yarns. And that year with the color palette, it was gray with navy and light pink. So that's one that I wear a lot at home because it's warm, it's substantial, and I can cross it across my chest and tie it behind my back, which I don't, I think that's the cutest style ever. I don't ever wear it out. I don't, because I don't reach for shawls much, I don't Mm. think. It's warm and cozy though. Yeah. I think it looks really cute. Yeah. I don't know why I don't do it leaving the house. It just never occurs to me, (laughs) but that's one that I do wear at home because it's so warm. And that's by Irene Lynn is the designer of that shawl. And I really, really like that one. And I thought it was funny that it was a colors of fall knit. Well, and that's a good reason to bring up the current colors of fall. If you haven't joined us previously or started a project the colors of fall knit along is going on right now (laughs) yep and remember the only requirements and we say requirements very very loosely are that you have one of the colors of the four palettes represented in your knitting and that you do create an outfit so we want to see that piece of knitwear in a fall outfit because that's where I get all my ideas for what I want to wear in the coming months (laughs) exactly exactly and i think we'll still be somewhat limited where we can go this fall but let's see it anyway let's try to create some joy and find something to do with your wardrobe (laughs) you know what would be great and this just occurred to me because i have a note here that blankets are my new shawls yeah because i can get the same kind of knitting joy from a blanket that yeah. I can get from a shawl yeah. is if someone knits a blanket and makes it a color of fall outfit because <laughs> I kind of wear my blankets Your a lot now because I'm in the house all the time. That's exactly. That's a good idea. That's it would a totally good idea work. Because it I, could be the year for that. I do have uh, some blanket ideas going around in my head. So, Okay, before we sign off, I wanted to mention a few resources for the Black Lives Matter research that I've been doing for myself. And I know... When I've shared these in the past, people have appreciated it, so I'm going to continue to do so. Two new podcasts, new to me, they're not, one is brand new, one is only new to me, and that is Code Switch from NPR, and the hosts of that are Shireen Marisol Miraji and Jean Demby. They're very funny, and they make all different things Black Lives Matter relevant, and it's uncomfortable to listen to sometimes. Sometimes it's funny to listen to. I found it to be very a good thing to add to my podcast repertoire. And the other is a new one called Silence is Not an Option. It's a CNN podcast by Don Lemon, and he's a CNN reporter. So those I both really like. There is this is not doesn't have anything to do with Black Lives Matter, but I've been spending a lot of time on Instagram doing research and doing my own work there. And I just happened to find a new to me Instagram feed that made me laugh so hard. I really was afraid (laughs) I might pee my pants. It's called Doggos Being Doggos. And I giggle just even thinking about it. They have these names that the doggos call other things like a cat is a purr meow scratch doggo. And it's hysterical. If you need a laugh, go check out Doggos Being Doggos. And we all need a laugh these days. It, yeah. I 
literally, I was laughing so hard. Max walked in the door. He's like, are you okay? I couldn't talk because I was laughing so hard. There were tears streaming out of my eyes. And it was one of those things where he didn't think it was that funny, but he couldn't not laugh because I was giggling so hard. And then two books that I wanted to recommend. One is called Evicted Poverty and Profit in America by Matthew Desmond. Not the greatest read in the world. I had trouble kind of keeping his, they aren't characters, they're real life people that he follows. I had trouble kind of keeping them apart because he doesn't follow them each individually from point A to point B. He mixes them all up quite a bit, but very, very informative. I think this is information everybody who lives in our country should know about the plight of people who face eviction on a regular basis. And it's Mm. just a continuous thing that they can't get out of. It's horrible. And then the book Warmth of Other Sons. And that's as far as I made it. I forgot to look up the author of that. I'm going to do that right as I'm speaking. But this is a book about families who were part of the great migration out of the South during the Jim Crow era. And they moved to the big cities. So now I can't remember the big cities now, but like Los Angeles is one of them. They moved to Chicago. I think they moved to Detroit. There were very large places, cities where they moved that were the end of train lines, basically. It's by Isabel Wilkerson. Really, really good book. So those are the resources that I wanted to share. I wanted to read that book at one time and I was on the waiting list at the library and it was one of those books that came in like I had four books come all at the same time so I wasn't able to finish it so I should get on that list again I'm glad you reminded me because that that, was recommended by our friend Kelly Kelly from Shorty Sutures recommended that and it's an excellent book yeah okay yeah very well written too it was following the different people it was still easy to keep them in their own stories yeah versus evicted was difficult for me personally to keep them in their own stories well good to know and we do have a book thread in our group on ravelry yep and you know now that i mentioned ravelry too i just want to mention that gail and i are aware that some folks are having problems using the new Ravelry design and so I we use Ravelry links on our show notes so I did put a little notation there that said these links do do take you to Ravelry so hopefully if you go to our website and you can't use Ravelry you are aware but when I can find an alternative link to a pattern. I'll start using that as well. All right. So there we go. Yes. Happy knitting, everyone. I hope that you're surviving any version of sheltering in place you may still be doing. I know we're all doing some form of it throughout the world. Yeah. Yeah. Hang in there, everybody. And happy knitting. Happy knitting. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs 
podcast Ravelry Group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley. <laughs>